Okay, so I'm Liz Moores. I work with um, Helen Higson at Aston University um, doing various analysis for offer and equality of access and things like that. And today I want to talk to you about our recent project which started off as an investigation of um, the BME attainment gap at university um, and ended up in some quite interesting results, I think. So just to give a bit of background, um, there is a BME attainment gap across the UK. So if you are um, a white student, you are more likely to get what we call a good degree, i.e. a first or two one, than you are if you are um, any other minority. Um, and this has been shown across the UK. I think it's true across in the Netherlands and the States as well. Um, but most of the research actually only looks at qualifiers, so we're not quite sure um, when this gap's appearing, so to speak. And also, a lot of the research, as we've seen today as well, has been done across countries or across many, many institutions. Um, so, again, a different approach here. We're going small. We're just looking at Aston University, um, because Aston University is quite interesting in terms of looking at this um, issue. So Aston University is a relatively small university, I think there's 10 or 12,000 students, something like that. What's two things a bit different about it. Um, the first thing is that BME as a group of students at Aston are not a minority, um, but yet we still have an attainment gap as do many of the other higher education institutions in the UK. Um, so Aston, we've got 36% of students are white, but we've also got 35% of students are Asian. So it's quite a different demographic um, to the national picture. Second interesting thing about Aston is our concentration, our, our unique selling point, if you like, of the placement year. So over 70% of students at Aston take a placement year, and that helps us um, immensely with our high uh, graduate employment rates. So our research project wanted to explore the interplay between a number of different factors which might be expected to have an effect on uh, degree performance. And one of these things in our case was, um, based on previous research that we've done, was um, placement year. Also based on other people's research, we wanted to look at things like socioeconomic status, um, as some speakers have uh, previously alluded to, parental education, if, you, if, you, if you've had a parent um, who's got a degree before you, that can also potentially influence your results and gender. But we also wanted to look at how this gap um, emerged over the years. So this started out really as action research. We wanted to try and look into ways of obviously trying to reduce the gap. And to do that effectively, we wanted to know well, when is it actually appearing? Is it only at the end point or is it right into the first year? Um, we're also quite interested to look at um, the qualifications people came in with. So obviously we've been talking a lot about learning gain to today and how that can be quite tough to measure because people are coming in with different um, profiles. But this is also quite relevant for the HE um, sector in the UK um, related to ethnicity because depending on your um, A-level or UCAS tariff performance that might actually send you or direct you into different types of universities. And different types of universities in the UK have different sizes of BME attainment gap. And um, sad but true is the fact that actually the, the, the greater number of BME students in an institution, generally the bigger the gap. So it's kind of like a double whammy, really. Um, 
But we also then wanted to try and employ um, some kind of statistical controls for prior academic performance. So we used um, A-level tariff as a covariate to try and kind of level the playing field on a number of things. So the sample by the end looked something like this. We excluded quite a number of students, and this, this was because we were trying to create um, a homogenous group, if you like. We were trying to level the playing field as much as we could. So we, in, uh, we excluded um, students with overseas fee status. Obviously, a large proportion of these would have potentially um, been non-native English speakers. Um, and this has been a problem um, with previous research. They've actually... Um, because in a lot of uh, universities in the UK, a lot of the non-white students are actually overseas, so it's confounded with all sorts of differences of um, prior uh, education. We also included, um, excluded students who had attended independent schools. Um, these students tend not to perform as well at university when matched for A-levels. We also have relatively low numbers of these students at Aspen. Um, so that wasn't an issue, wasn't a, a kind of massive loss for us to, to exclude those people. And we actually only looked at people entering with A-level qualification as well. Um, we excluded um, people that entering with access and VTech and IB qualifications, again to try and get that homogenous sample. Um, we also wanted the answer on parental education, um, and in the end we looked at um, very broad kind of bucket ethnicities of black, Asian and white, and excluded the others. And that was mainly for simplicity and for making sure we had sufficient people um, in each kind of statistical cell, if you like. So we ended up with um, just under 6,000 students. Um, so final year performance, um, we've got split by uh, low and high UCAS points with the low in pink and the blue, um, sorry, the high in blue. Um, we know from previous research that whether or not someone um, actually goes into placement or not, there's some self-selection there. The better students do tend to do placements. But um, just to summarise the kind of, it's a massive statistical analysis, but just to summarise the sort of key points for you, we did find significant effects of ethnicity. So this was interesting in terms of the fact that we've still got this BME attainment gap despite a very multicultural atmosphere. So some people have argued in the past that um, a contributor to this gap is students somehow not fitting in. Um, so it's interesting to see that in such a multicultural environment that we, we, we still see these effects of ethnicity with Asian and black students doing... Um, uh, having a final performance inferior to that of white students. As you might expect, um, the tariff people came in with was a significant covariate co on their final um, stage average performance. Um, contrary to, to some previous research, we didn't get um, significant effects of gender, socioeconomic status or parental education status. What was interesting, though, was some of the um, interactions that we saw, um, in particular, as you might have guessed from the title of the talk. Um, students who'd been on placement um, had a, a smaller uh, BME attainment gap. So um, it would seem from that, although we can't really infer cause and effect because it wasn't a controlled <coughs> experiment, that going on placement um, 
really helps boost uh, the performance of uh, BME students in particular. Um, in lower UCAS excellence students, in particular placement students, have higher performance. And what else is there? Amongst Asian students with lower UCAS points, um, students who have taken a placement uh, did better. So we can see the effect of placement on basically reducing this ethnicity gap and it also reduced the um, UCAS tariff gap, if you like, in terms of performance. Um, we also looked at all three years of study. We actually have four years of study at Eston with the placement year, um, but we looked at first, second and final year by ethnicity. And we can see that the gap appears in every single year. The white students are doing better than the Asian and the black students. Um, so it's good news that, that the gap isn't increasing, um, but it's bad news that it's somehow there in the first place. And this is also, even, it's there even when we control for um, A-level tariff. So um, even though the students are coming in with identical qualifications, by the end of the first year we've got this gap. Um, but it's not getting bigger and it's not get, getting smaller. We also did an analysis um, of uh, gender and ethnicity. Um, quite a few complex things going on here. Um, but, but I think the, the kind of headline, probably, of these graphs, which obviously is quite difficult to process in the time, is that the, for the male students, they're only really improving in their final year if they've done a placement. Otherwise, their performance stays pretty steady in terms of um, stage average performance. Females, however, um, all the females across the ethnicity, their attainment uh, rose in the final year, um, whether or not they've done a placement. Um, slightly more complex patterns, there were a lot more influences for the females, um, including um, parental education had a lot more influence, and black females did seem to show quite a different pattern again, possibly more like the males. Okay, so there's something else going on there. So in summary, what we found was that the white students um, do perform better than the BME students um, for all the academic years. Um, the gap was not increasing by year, but neither was it decreasing. Um, so we weren't making it worse, but we weren't doing anything to help either. This is in contrast to the effect of the um, A-levels people come in with have less and less um, influence over the years. So we can show positive things we're doing to close the gap in terms of um, what qualifications people are coming in with, but yet we have this persistent um, BME attainment gap. But um, on the positive side, taking a placement seems to significantly improve performance in all the groups, um, with Asian students benefiting the most. And as we discussed, males and females seem to be showing different patterns um, of performance across the years. So obviously it wasn't a perfect study. It didn't include um, every single variable we could have controlled for. Um, and certainly it doesn't tell us why there's a gap. So um, other approaches, um, we'll be following up with those to help hopefully tell us more and allow us to take some action. Um, it's a snapshot in time, so we can't infer cause. Um, we need a more longitudinal approach to do that. There's also this problem in terms of measurement, and I know we've talked a lot about measurement today. Um, 
We excluded quite a lot of people and we statistically controlled for quite a lot of things. Um, it may be that we've to some extent thrown the baby out with the bathwater there. Um, so for example, if, if um, more BNE students take BTEX, for example, yet yeah, we've excluded them from this sample. Um, it might be that more BME students have um, slightly lower socioeconomic status on average, yet we've controlled for both those things. Um, so we've got pros and cons in terms of using those kind of statistical controls. Um, the effect sizes are also quite small. Obviously we got um, statistical significance, but it was a very big sample. However, um, so the effect sizes we're talking about um, usually are 2 or 3% mark difference in terms of um, final degree grade, which although it seems quite small, it's quite a chunk of a degree classification, and you can easily see where we get the kind of nationally reported gap um, here. So 2% on, on, a, on a stage average is actually quite significant, and this is obviously affecting people's employment outcomes, um, ability to study postgraduate courses potentially and so on and so forth so although we might say it's small it's um, meaningful to well probably hundreds of people at Aston and thousands of people uh, nationally so why have we got the gap um, well, we don't know um, staff profile at the university certainly doesn't match the student profile so although the um, students are very diverse only five percent of Aston staff are um, uh, BME. Um, so there's a number of possible factors based on previous research we might want to look at. Um, the one we're interested in, because obviously it's a very Aston thing, is the role of placements. And it's interesting to note that BME students are actually less likely to go on a placement than white students, and this might be for a number of reasons, possibly cultural, possibly financial. Um, but it does mean that uh, these students are effectively getting a, a double whammy. They're suffering from the gap um, anyway, for whatever reason there is that gap. But also, they're less likely to be able to mitigate it because they're not going on placement. And we've shown the placement to be um, a, a mitigating factor if people do take it. So, with this in mind, we put um, what we're doing about it. Um, well, the first step of what we're doing, we put in a bid to Hefke um, for, um, in conjunction, I think some people are here actually, with Birmingham City, University, Ulster and City, to look at the role of the placement and to put in some um, extra support for both BME students and low socioeconomic status students to try and encourage them to actually go on placement. And the main impact variable for that particular study will be the um, Delhi survey, so the actual employment outcomes of these students. But we are also planning on looking at um, attainment in terms of final uh, marks and, and degree classifications. And that will be interesting because we're um, I think the project is basically targeting, um, we're trying to avoid a stigma model, so we're targeting courses with high numbers of BME or low socioeconomic status groups on them, and then we should be able to match those to subjects, we're targeting extra support to those subjects to encourage people to go on placement, and we should be able to then get a kind of match subject um, that's not had that extra support, and hopefully make some causal inferences on whether it really is the placement um, 
making these big improvements in terms of attainment. That was quick, but we were behind, so thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>